Welcome to Choosing Leadership, a podcast for high performers with big dreams and for leaders who know that they are more powerful than the level that they are currently playing. I am Sumit Gupta, your host and the founder CEO of the Deploy Yourself School of Leadership. I am here to help the best leaders get better and to help organizations massively improve their output and impact and at the same time eradicating workplace stress. Yes, completely eradicating, not just reducing, completely eradicating. I believe in creating a future and a work culture where people wait for Mondays, not Fridays and get to do their most meaningful work. The aim of this podcast is not to provide you more content, but instead shift the context under which you operate. This podcast is titled Choosing Leadership because that is what leadership is, a choice. In each episode, I will celebrate leaders who have made such choices, which are not always easy and comfortable, but which has helped them get to where they are today. And let us celebrate the leader in us for choosing to move over our fears, for choosing to be motivated by something bigger than ourselves, and for choosing to deal with every challenge that comes on the way. Let us celebrate you right now for stepping into the unknown and taking courageous action, as those were the moments when you chose leadership. At the end, I will share how you can be our next guest on this podcast. And with that, let's get started. Sanjay is the co-founder and CEO of Shivrai Technologies and his passion is to transform agriculture and the food industry through technology platforms. In this heartfelt conversation, Sanjay shares his story of starting out as an entrepreneur 27 years ago and the struggles he and his co-founder have faced since then. He also shared how he has grown and evolved as a person along the way and his vision of contributing and serving the agriculture world through technology. He also shares the powerful but the but often ignored and invisible role of our co-founders, friends and family in our success. Hi Sanjay and welcome to the Choosing Leadership Podcast. Hi Sumit, thanks for inviting me. It's uh, wonderful to have you here with us today. And to begin with, can you start by sharing a little bit of who you are and what do you do today? Yeah, thanks. I'm Sanjay Borkar. I am one of the co-founders of FarmERP, which is a digital agriculture platform, which is serving in around 30 countries now. And I've been an entrepreneur since last 27 years. So that's a long journey. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Can you share a bit of your backstory, right? So 27 years of entrepreneurship. What led you to entrepreneurship or agriculture or software and how do these three elements come together? Yeah, sure. That's a long journey and maybe an interesting one. When we started, like myself and my colleague Santosh, so we are the co-founders of Rai Technologies Private Limited. It's a software company. Way back in 96, when we started working on this, it was very tough for us because being first generation entrepreneurs, I would say the toughest part is we did not have any experience working anywhere. Just when we came out of college, we were together and we started this company. We basically started working and serving the companies around Pune in India and uh, developing different 
bespoke doc softwares for them and developing those applications serving them supporting them going to next client so it was very tough for us because one in those days running a software company and having such a small software company setups were not there all established companies were running software setups there's a free such and for us it was a learning and it was all learning by and through our own mistakes and failures and successes which we experienced yeah 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 so, so thank you yeah can you share why did you start your own company right as you said you had no experience so why entrepreneurship and then what what were maybe some of those like tough choices or learnings that that you learned in that initial phase actually me and santosh we both hail from agricultural families but when we completed our engineering from pune university we felt that we should marry agriculture and it so software and it was much much before time that we start thinking about it and the main reason why we thought is because during our college days we saw the kind of problems faced by farming or agriculture as a sector because it is in our family so we could see the kind of value which agriculture produces getting versus the efforts being taken to grow it plus there are a lot of different issues related to even that day that time it was climate change but the word climate change were not in at that time so we thought let's marry this agriculture and software but we were not aware how and whether it will be feasible but as young engineers uh, you always were enthusiastic and passionate about what you are doing and that's how we started and that's how we chose agriculture as a kind of area in which we can serve but initially it was very tough because on one side having replications on another side agriculture absolutely those were two poles apart yeah. so we started working with mechanical companies and other businesses and giving them software services maybe initially it was like going running around finding out client serving them recovery because payment recovery is a big problem and as you are a small setup like we market we sell we develop we test we deploy and then we are also accountants and we also manage finances so this is i would say it's a big learning for us having all these departments and then eventually within just two years or one year we started adding new employees so mm. we started scaling up with our own experience and this is how the initial phases we had worked on and yeah. those passed definitely but with all our at the cost of our mist- own mistakes and failures learned yeah. thank you thank you for sharing that and i want to applaud you right for your courage to start but also Uh, to connect it with uh, agriculture right and as you said right you belong like from those families and it was meaningful for you but you didn't just took the easy path out which could be like finding a job and you actually made a courageous step but also meaningful right also something personal to both of you thank you for sharing that because that certainly is a key factor which uh, i often see missing and uh, that yeah. element of meaning or that connection to why are we here right so and- can you share more about maybe the next phase of the journey after the first couple of years 
what have been some yeah. of those key points in your journey definitely before that just taking a cue from your last statement i would say we definitely got an opportunity to work and go abroad for ibm what meaning it was offered to us uh, from the same guy with whom we actually delivered our first project he found that these young engineers are capable and i can send them to brazil so we got this mm. site opportunity in brazil but somehow because by that time we have started our own company and we have already started serving clients and uh, we didn't find it very attractive and we said that no we would not like to take this opportunity but the guy was so adamant not adamant i would say he was so much after us he said i'll come to your house i'll convince your parents and we thought that this is the big problem because our parents are already pushing us to do jobs and if they got to know that we have got the opportunity like this they would not allow us to continue running the business but somehow we managed it and we continued this but i still remember because whenever there there were low times i used to think of that opportunity if i would have taken that but when it is high time weather highs we definitely say we take a good we took a good decision so when the next thing started as after working with all this mechanical companies or other companies around pune serving them our real passion was serving agriculture and one day we approached the department of agriculture maharashtra we fortunately got the opportunity to develop design and develop a multimedia content for them so multimedia content was also a big thing in those days because that was something newly introduced and we were very good at it so we started working on it we developed couple of multimedia cds for them and that actually has changed our entire look at this industry <clears throat> because then we got in touch with agriculturists we got in touch with agriculture experts agriculture universities and suddenly idea came into our mind that if department of agriculture is investing in creating multimedia content why not private companies and that's how we went to syngenta we went to dupont john deere jn irrigation and many of similar kind of agri business businesses and they happily gave us the orders and we started working with them so that was our next step closer to serving these companies through multimedia content later on we also started developing websites for them so it was like develop web portals for them create various kinds of content so this gave us enough know how to understand the sector from close mm-hmm. professionally because all these are very professionally managed multinational companies their style of working the way they look at agriculture as a business so we learned many things from them and then a idea came into our mind that why not come up with a software rather at that time we used to call it a tool which will help farmers to practice agriculture in a more profitable way now that was very tough because then how to crack that because farmers obviously were not having computers and here we are trying to develop something for them so we again approached to one organization called maharashtra knowledge corporation <clears throat> they were very much instrumental in providing computer education to 
the rural areas in Maharashtra and they had a lot of communication centers or training centers. So through them, we thought we can reach to farmers and we actually initiated a project called Parivartan Network. So it's a kind of transformation of agriculture through IT. And that network basically is has connected around 300 centers across Maharashtra. And we created around 1,200 pages of agricultural content in regional language in those days. We even interacted with farmers, given them services. But all, as I said, was very early, before time. And as farmers in India, obviously, they are not, they cannot afford to take these services. And then we learned that information has to be always given free and services to be charged. But by that time, we had a lot of calculations like one farmer just giving one rupee would give us so many crores and something like that. But we got the reality at that time. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Right. And uh, yeah. I think entrepreneurship is a journey where you face several surprises where you are many times proven wrong or you have to learn yeah. and adapt. Right. And if I look back at my life also, I like if I look back five or 10 years ago and then do that multiple times, I, I don't remember the person that I was back then. Right. <laughs> so and right. yet at, the, at one level, you are still the same person. So I exactly. want to ask you, right, in that journey for you, like 27 years, how have you changed or grown and how have you stayed the same? Oh, very interesting. Because as you started your introduction, I was also an introvert in college. Uh, there are many of uh, my classmates who do not recognize me still. But uh, I have transformed myself because when you're doing business, you need to lead. And you basically need to speak out, come up with your own ideas. That ideation, in you need to convince the team which is working with you that this is the right thing which you're doing. You have to involve them in your dreams and vision. And all the stakeholders, it's not just employees, but your customers, your vendors, your banks, your financial partners, investors, consultants, mentors, advisors. Uh, there are many of these people who are surrounding your business. You need to learn to communicate with them successfully. You need to get your work done through a very right way of communication. Plus, you need to be aggressive enough because as they say, like, if you want to make everyone happy, you sell ice cream. <laughs> but it is not possible to make everyone happy. And in order to achieve what you want to do, you obviously are going to make many people unhappy. But then you learn that in your way. So this is how it has transformed me. I'm not the same guy who was there 27 years back. And it has really helped me. Of course, there are many lows, many failures than the successes. And one thing which I understood that it is just a state in which you are in, whether it is failure or success. It is not continuous. And you need to go through the entire process. And that journey is really interesting. That makes you a complete human being because then... And you still, you keep on learning. It's not like that all lessons are over. 
today also i am learning something new when i am saying learning it's not a typical learning going and taking classes or online sessions but even if i talk to someone who is let's say a air conditioning contractor so i am learning something different from him or someone who is like there are many young team members and they keep on talking about let's say chat gpt it's a new thing so yeah. i am always interested to have these kind of conversations with these people so it has changed me a lot it has made me courageous it has made me understand and keep how to keep yourself calm in all the situations how to face the problems how to convince people very important because and how to be good as much as you can with everyone so that's the transformation i would say i would actually appeal everyone to go through this journey because this will make you feel a complete human being especially thank you thank you for sharing that and thank you for like using the word journey and what you shared about I, and i think one of my biggest learnings have been to to think about the larger perspective right to not just get stuck in one failure or one success and to say that even if there is a failure it's a journey and then a right. success is not too far ahead and then even if you are successful that long term perspective keeps you grounded right because that doesn't mean that you are a superstar and yeah. you might still fail and you will fail especially in this journey and exactly. that humbles you that makes you as you said right more calm but also more confident in one particular way yeah you're right you know that these are the different states and stages which you would be facing in your journey so it's not the end yes absolutely <laughs> and that says a lot right yeah so now like it's obviously not the end right so tell me about the future right so 27 years what yeah. are your plans what is your vision for the let's say the next 3 to 5 years okay for next 3 to 5 years definitely we want to be one of the top five companies in the world are serving agriculture typically as a smart platform secondly we want to add value to all our customers in the way uh, not just providing them solution technical solutions but helping them practice regenerative agriculture helping them mitigate the climate changes because climate is playing big role it's hampering agriculture in a lot bad way across the globe and we are in the process of devising some algorithms solutions which will help them meet these challenges so doing this working on food safety regenerative agriculture climate change traceability very important factor because post covid everyone is interested to know where my food is coming from and all these are global concerns so through our product or platform we would like to serve companies to address these issues these global issues and global challenges so that is the future definitely we are scaling up so we have recently opened our office in usa we are already have registered ourselves in ue so that is something where we are scaling up in as a geography and there are many partners we have in various other parts of the globe which are helping yeah. us connect to more number of customers yeah. yeah i love that ambition that we want to be like among the top 5 
but also the second part, right? That you want to serve, right? It's it's about service. It's not just about more money or yeah. like the numbers. But I love that combination, right? So what what does it take? What challenges does it present to to expand, like as you're doing globally, and become like one of the top five players? That means that anybody who thinks about like regenerative agriculture or what you're doing, you're, the name of your company comes to mind, right? What does it take? What challenges that you see now? for yourself as founders, but also for the organization? I would say there are many challenges. Definitely, there are challenges. When you want to grow, there will be challenges. Especially right now, when we are working from India and serving around the globe, we need to support the clients in various regions. Though we have a lot of know-how and experience and expertise in working with various different nationalities, and the people working on the ground, in the field, in the farm. Still, we the way we communicate with them, we need to improve. And we are finding out more local partners for that because that adds to our service and a product as such. Secondly, if you see the technology, which as a software engineer, it keeps on changing. It's evolving. The new cutting-edge technologies are getting added. And you need to improve yourself. You need to go to the next level. And for us, going to the next level from ERP to making it more predictive Mm -hmm. is using AI, machine learning, computer vision, and image processing, satellite imagery analysis. Now, we focus on three P's of agribusiness. It's productivity, profitability, and predictability. So with usage of ERP, any business can become profitable or increase the productivity. But for making it more predictable, you need to employ all these new technologies. So that is a big challenge. And we have been successful since last two years to give these kind of solutions to our customers, which are helping them to solve peculiar problems. I'll just share one one problem with you. One of our customers was having around 1,200 acres of farm. And every day, there are around 800 to 900 laborers work on his farm. Now, as the laborers are being brought from some places through vehicles, and there are contractors who contract the laborers, it was a big problem for the attendance. They tried various solutions. They tried biometric devices and all. But the it was unsuccessful, basically. So we basically did a lot of research and we devised a solution for them with face recognition-based labor attendance. We just, we already had our mobile app. So we just extended this with a face recognition-based AI tool. And the laborers every day when they come, they used to just stand in front of a mobile app and complete the attendance process. And while leaving or leaving also, they will stand in front of a mobile app and complete the day. Now, this has helped them to eliminate the false attendance mm-hmm. or extra attendance. Plus, it helps them to identify who is doing what because they used to record the same thing. Now, that has helped them save a lot of money and obviously did help them to organize their entire labor management and save and optimize the costs also. Just gave you one example, but there are many of these which we are working 
and i see that is the future because if you want to help mitigate climate change you need to come up with more predictable solutions and the predictability is definitely it's just a beginning Mm-hmm. but uh, we will be able to achieve lot many things using ai machine learning yeah yeah thank you for sharing that right and i think that's a wonderful example of uh, what you were talking earlier about other ecosystem share like stakeholders and you mentioned about finding local partners so for you it's not just about growing your organization but also having that growth in the ecosystem or the leaders from the ecosystem so that they can be partners and they can we speak the same language but also have the same mindset to do something together right so what i want to ask you is how do you do that right both within and outside the company how do you instill a culture of of leadership instill a culture of like towards climate change rather than the short term problems or benefits which many times we get stuck in right so how do you create an organization first of all but then how do you create those partners or those leadership outside of the organization as well yeah many times what happens that when you're working on some innovative solution you attract people who are willing to work on that so fortunately for us our website our content our work has, is attracting people around the globe to work with us on solving these issues so internally in the organization as you rightly said we inculcate lot of leadership trainings and behavior to create more leaders but most importantly what i try to do is i try to hand over the entire responsibility to a leader or who could be a leader after finding out and give them a complete freedom so him or her i give them a complete freedom i just keep on guiding them as a mentor so even though they are employee but they are like partner for me in for that project and then we jointly keep on working on the project look at the output review it refine it go to the next level and their objectives or we have some targets for that particular offering or whatever new project initiative which we are doing so that is something has helped me a lot to create lot many leaders in the organization because rather than just telling people what to do it's better to give them freedom and see what they're doing and then add value to it so it's very difficult but everyone can become a leader so you could see it that who has got that those qualities and you have to sharpen them with lot of abilities and that's what we try to do that is what i mean as a leader most important thing is to delegate and whatever it is if you could delegate well and get that done then you are successful this is for my organization internally externally definitely we keep on finding out the right partners in various geographies we talk to them we try to train them on the issues and obviously climate change is the very big issue sustainability or regenerative agriculture is a very big concern uh, because everyone wants that net zero emission that's the target and we are seeing that as a platform we will be able to add value we have done that analysis and we want to venture into this ghg reporting and carbon reporting already some of the projects are underway prototyping is underway so this is how i try to build leaders 
Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. I think I love the phrase creating leaders, right? Because many times when you start as entrepreneurs, you're so good at doing something or leading things from the front that you end up creating followers and not leaders. Yeah, uh, And that's a shift which many entrepreneurs or leaders have to go through that how to delegate, how to step back, how to resist the temptation of jumping in and actually creating leaders around you, not just followers. And then I also love the, the educational element, right? It's when you talk about an ecosystem level, it's, it's again, not command and control. It's very much also like training or educating, but very informally, I think that's what I have learned, right? How do you do that without a formal structure or without being directive? And then yeah. people want to join you, as you said, right? Then you find people who want to join you, but then you have to create a space for that. You have to create, let them know that you are like, like leading that like without being like anything you say, you have to be ambitious, as you said, but it's very different kind of leadership. It's not like you are like the person on the stage shouting from the rooftop yeah. and exactly. you're creating a space. Yes. So thank you. There's a very thin line between guiding them and telling them what to do. Because after all, if they are not using their own capabilities and their own ideas, then you are just replicating what you are and you are not perfect. So obviously you want more people with different mindset, but with the same objective, obviously. Absolutely. And I think guiding or guide is another good word, right? Many times we see leaders as something like big, bold, but guiding yeah. is many times requires you to go behind somebody. But that that is the role that I think you are playing and that many leaders have to play over a period of time. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, so after this journey, right? Can you share what do you feel most grateful for? There are many people, obviously. I am very much fortunate to have, first of all, my friend Santosh, who is my colleague and co-founder. So we are more friends and then business partners. So like we started from college. So we are friends. Then we started our business together. And we continued till. So there were a lot of fights among us, but there is a lot of coordination. Together, we have brought the company to this level. Of course, I'm very much grateful to the families because in those days, when my classmates, my friends, everyone was traveling to US, they got almost my half, more than half of our classes settled in the United States or outside India. So... In those days when they were enjoying very good good pay packages and good maybe holidays, whatever. But my and Santosh's family we really has gone through thick and thin with us and they had been with us. So I'm very grateful to them with parents and definitely with the employees because those are more of a friend. Many of us, many of them are with us from last 15 years now. Almost many of them are there for from many years working with us. They have seen the journey. They have actually been part of Farm ERP as it, they think it's their baby as well. So mm. that way I'm very much for, fortunate and even grateful to all this. To even the advisors, mentors, customers. Thank you for sharing that. And I think many times we don't see the people behind like a successful leader. Yeah. Uh, but it's uh, it's amazing to have a co-founder whom you can rely on or you, whom you have like gone through that journey together. But then also mm -hmm. your friends and family, right? Who you know that they are standing by by your side. Right? So yeah, I would, I would like to ask you, right? Because I also see this with many people that because of how busy 
uh, work or entrepreneurship can make them. Many times their relationships suffer, right? Many times it could be with the co-founder, but it could also be with your family, right? right? So what advice would you give to somebody, right? Who has that big dreams, big ambitions, want to work, but at the same time, keep that balance with the, have creating the support or having the support to for the long term, right? So how would you answer that question? Yeah, I think many a times it happens that you are not doing justice to your family just because you are passionate with something and you also want them to be passionate on that. So fortunately in our case, I mean, we were very much aligned, like our life partners as well as the kids, they were very much aligned onto it. But definitely I had to sacrifice some moments, many of them. What I would recommend is in those days when we started, the startup culture was not there. There were no one to help us to tell, okay, this is how you run your business. This is how you build your finances. And even if you're going in loss, it's fine, no problem. So we were not having all this background. So we were not aware how to find this work-life balance. So we were very much stressed. We want to be profitable. And obviously, because we want to run our families' homes also. But what is important is finding out that work-life balance is very important, especially towards your family. And these days, when all the work culture has been transformed, one is understanding, and especially post-COVID, it has increased a lot, what is work-life balance. So everyone is looking towards it. So those who have started in this era, are very fortunate, I would say, and their life partners would also understand that. Sometimes making your life partner, your business partner is also one of the way you can find a work-life balance. I don't know how much it will work for, but just on the lighter side, I'm saying it. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for sharing that and being reflective about that, right? And I think I'm so glad that the ecosystem that is there today for startups or for leaders at the same time, I want to applaud you, right? And again, so many other entrepreneurs because entrepreneurship is not new. It's yeah. uh, It has always been there, right? So for those exactly. who have started and led themselves and their companies, even without that support, right? And that is many times that takes a lot. So I want to applaud you and then everybody who like who has stood behind you because it is their contribution as well, right? It's not just yeah. you get the limelight, but it's everybody behind you who has allowed you or created you into the person and the leader that you are today. No, thanks. Thank you very much for that. And I agree to it that you are in limelight, but there are so many people working behind you. Secondly, leaders cannot be just flamboyant and glamorous. It's not, leadership is not very glamorous. It's, it looks like when you're on a glossy magazine or on a, in the interview, but it's not like that. It's, you have to be leader in such a situations that it's not at all glamorous. Like it is the worst phase of your business or your life, but you still need to run it. And no one sees that. Everyone looks at success. No one sees what are the pain and hard things behind it. Even I would some many times, not sometimes, many times I say that a, a farmer is an entrepreneur. If you see, because yeah. he is also running his business, may it be small, but he's running his own business. He's also trying to learn, he's also raising his funds. So farmer is also a leader in that case. 
So I would say leadership is, it's not something like, when you say leader, you always look at someone who is running very huge companies, who can speak very well, who has done a couple of MBAs, let's say, from Stanford, from Harvard. But for me, I am not even an MBA. Master, I have not done any masters. I have done my bachelor. So that definitely adds a different layer of understanding when you do masters. But I would say the life teaches you much more than that. And if you see and apply that in your next phase, then definitely you can be more successful. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Sanjay, for sharing this. And it's so relevant, right? I think you can learn from everywhere if you are looking for learning. Right. Exactly. If, you, if you become arrogant, then uh, even if there's a teacher in front of you, you might not take the lesson. And, right. yeah, and I think those degrees or those big companies, I think, are just uh, milestones, which might be good to look at. But then the learning journey never stops. So thank exactly. you for sharing that. And before we end, right, if anybody who is listening, who wants to reach out or find out more about what are your like global expansion plans or how they can partner with you, what is the best way for anybody to reach out to you? I think the best way is to visit our website, visit our social media handles, look at our work, look how we are, what is the philosophy with which we are working, how we are trying to grow. So we are trying to publish as much as possible what we can do. One can even write an email to me directly. One can reach me at sanjay.borkar at shivrai.co.in. Maybe in we can give that in our bio details. And I'll be very much open to discuss with anyone and help anyone try and mentor anyone as much bandwidth as I am having to spend on this. But I keep on doing that by going to colleges, giving few lectures to the graduates. And I'll be happy to connect with anyone whom I could help or support or add value to him. him or. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you, Sanjay, for sharing that. I will make sure to include those links, the email and website with the show notes. And I want to wish you all the best with everything that you're doing and every area where you're giving back with, with mentorship, with your, with your company, with the plans that you have to serve something bigger on a global scale. I, yeah, I'm grateful to have spoken to you today and I want to wish you all the best for the future. I think I feel the same. Pleasure is mine. And it's an honor to speak because the way you framed your questions or asked, it was free flow and I liked them. And I also answered them honestly because it was not a prepared interview as such. This is a conversation. It was valuable. Thanks a lot, Sumit. Thank you. Yeah. That's it for this episode of Choosing Leadership with Sumit Gupta. I choose leadership every time I record this podcast and I invite you to do the same. I invite you to design a life of joy, meaning, pride and satisfaction, not just for yourself, but for everybody around you. If you got something out of this episode, would you share this episode on social media? And if you know somebody who would be a great guest, can you tag them on social media to let them know about the show? And if you are a leader who wants to acknowledge how far you have come and have big dreams for the future, please reach out to me to be a guest on this podcast. And I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. This is what I do most naturally, to lovingly and gently provoke you, to help you see your own light, to help you see what you are already capable of 
To make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and it means a lot to me and my team. If you want to know more, go to deployyourself.com and subscribe to my newsletter or follow me on LinkedIn. I want to thank everyone who contributed to making this show a reality and I want to thank you for listening. Always remember that you are enough, you are loved and you matter. This is Sumit. Until next time, keep choosing leadership.